It's a new day. Let's go. Hi, you're welcome. You have just tuned in to Action Youth and Young Adults Church. We are the vibrant youth of Action Chapel International. Over here, we're family. We're growing in love and supporting each other to develop and maintain a strong relationship with Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you're blessed as you fellowship with us and encounter the Holy Spirit. Now please, jot things down as you enjoy today's message. It is a good thing to serve the Lord. Not everyone is permitted in the presence of God. Not everyone can come before the Lord. Not everyone can boldly approach the seat of mercy. But God has been merciful and has allowed us. So indeed, it is a good thing to serve the Lord. If you're here today, you have to acknowledge that it is only because, it's because of his grace and mercy that you're here. It's only because of his grace and mercy that you're here. When you look at what is going on around the world, it should be more apparent to you that with every breath that you take, God is merciful. God is good, God is kind, and he sure is faithful. He's good because he gives completely of himself that you might prosper. He's good because he gave his only begotten son that you will have life, everlasting life, that you should not perish. God is in, indeed a good God. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to come before you. We thank you for the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, which washes us and makes us whole and makes us presentable, gives us access into your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who leads us in all truth. Now, Father God, we pray that even as we are gathered here, that you will deploy your spirit, the Holy Spirit, to come to bring revelation, illumination, understanding, wisdom to your people that they may hear your voice, hear your word, and be encouraged in their spirit so that they can run the race and accomplish whatever assignment that you have given them. We thank you, and by faith, we claim it already done. This prayer we pray in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, with thanksgiving and for his sake. Amen. Please take your seats. So last week, 
we spoke about what you hear and how what you hear determines how you react and even to an extent what you see because what you hear can take root and can change your perspective, your outlook. It can change your perception of things. So it is very important from the word last week that we are careful what we hear. We share scriptures where the scripture even demonstrated to us that God himself is judicious. He's circumspect about what he hears. When the prayer, the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah got to him, scripture says he came down, not because he doesn't know. After all, he's all-knowing God. He's omniscient God, omnipresent God, knowing all everywhere at once and knowing the beginning from the end, the Alpha and the Omega. And yet, he came down to verify to see that what he was hearing, the cry that came before him, was indeed, he was demonstrating to his chosen leadership that be careful what you hear and how you react to what you hear. Amen? Well, this week we want to talk about who controls your mind or what is on your mind. We shared earlier also about faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, as we said last week, watch what you hear because when you hear it and it takes root, it now bears fruit. By the same token, if you're hearing by the word of God and it generates faith or it increases your faith, then if you're hearing from another source which is not God, if you're hearing from the enemy, then it will generate fear. And fear, we said last week, is what? A reaction. And from that, if it also takes root in your spirit, it'll also bear a certain kind of fruit. Amen? So fear can also come by hearing and hearing from the word of Satan, the enemy, the adversary. So who controls your mind or what is on your mind? Proverbs 23 and 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh, you think in your mind. But what you think, what you allow in your ear gates can affect what you think. And what you think can take root in your heart. And that's why it's important for you to keep hearing the word of God, for you to keep studying the word of God, because the scripture also tells us, thy word have I hidden in my heart. See, if your heart is full of his word, there's no room 
for the other stuff that the enemy will bring. Your ear gate and what goes in your ear gate is very, very important. So as a man thinketh, be careful what you hear because when it affects how you think and what you think, what you focus on is what will manifest. So if you are taking in issues that will generate fear, that spirit of fear will bear a certain kind of fruit in your life. And you will become what you're thinking. It causes you to lose focus. It causes you to act irrationally. The Archbishop was telling us today in the early services that whom the gods want to destroy, they first make mad. Whom the gods want to destroy. Whom they want to destroy, they first do what? So it's all about the mind. Because if they can get to your mind, which is also why the scripture tells us, renew your mind daily. Because your mind is the battlefield. The enemy doesn't really have to fight you or to attack you most of the time. All he has to do is make a suggestion. And if you're not grounded, and if you do not know the word, that's why the scripture tells us we err because we do not what? Know the word. Because if you know the word, you can counter. And you have the power and the authority to counter based on the word. If you know who you are in the word, then you have the empowerment. You have the knowledge to be able to counter and say, Satan, my word tells me I'm not the tail. I'm the head. I'm not beneath. I'm above. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm the child of the Most High King. So don't come over here with your stories trying to make me feel less than. But if you don't know, and you can mess with your mind, then you can start making you feel like You don't belong, you don't deserve, you're not worthy. But how many know it's a lie? And he is the father of lies. So it is also important. Guard your mind. Because your mind, who controls your mind? Your mind is a gate into your soul and spirit. Your mind is a gate into your soul and your spirit, your soul, your intellect, your emotions. Most of the time when you're reacting, you hear something. Hey, Kwame, do you know Kofi said you're a fool? Kofi said what? I'm a fool. You just wait till I get my hands on him. You're reacting. Because what you allowed in your ear gates and what has gotten into your mind. And based on that word, your focus is now shifted. And you act on what you now perceive, your perspective in your mind. 
So it's very important. The mind is an opening to the soul and the spirit. And whoever controls your mind controls your body, the soul, and your spirit. Literally, they control your life, the decisions you make, and the outcome of your life. Because all they have to do, like I told you earlier, the mind is the battlefield. So when the Bible tells us to renew our mind daily, it's not just words. You can be saved, sanctified, tongue-talking. But if your mind is not renewed daily, you can be still walking around acting like the old man. Because if you don't renew your mind daily, then those things that you used to do, which have now become strongholds in your life, can control what you do, can direct. But how about if you're a new creature and everything is made new, and you're renewing your, your, your mind daily according to the word of God, then you're going to be governed by the word of God. You will govern yourself accordingly. Because if you are renewing your mind daily, that means you're subjecting your spirit to the direction of the Holy Spirit. And then he will guide. The steps of a good man are what? Ordered by what? So it is important. And you need to know that whoever controls your mind controls your body, soul, and spirit, effectively controlling your life. Ephesians 6 and 12. Ephesians 6 and 12. It is important to know, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Scripture is telling you that your fight is not against flesh. You are first and foremost a spiritual being having a human experience. So what more so is going to affect you is the things of the spirit. And the enemy releases as one of his weapons. He battles for the control of your mind because if he can get your mind, he can get you to think a certain way. He can get you to lose focus. He can shift, deviate your attention from the word of God. And the word of God is telling you, be aware. Your fight is not carnal. It's not of the flesh. You're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Spiritual entities who are territorial. They want to gather territory, to conquer, to take territories. And the vessels that are in there is the target. Because if you can get your mind, he can get you to do his bidding. Now you become an agent of the adversary instead of being an agent for the kingdom of God. So the scripture clearly tells us it's all really about your mind. There are unforeseen forces that are contending, if you will, 
for control of your mind. Because if they can get your mind, they can control your spirit, your soul, your emotions, your intellect, and your body. Your body will do what your spirit is telling, what your emotions are directing. You feel sad when something unfortunate happens. You feel happy when the things that make you happy are triggered. But how about the enemy can effectively use those same characteristics, the same component, composite parts of you to control you? Let's go to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and what? A sound mind. So whom the gods want to destroy, they first make mad. God is telling you, this is what he has given you. So anything contrary to this takes away your ability to make sound decisions, your ability to have a sound mind, and then takes away your ability, your power. Do you not know that you have power? If you're made in his image and his likeness and he's telling you, I can say, let there be. And his word also tells you, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you shall have what you decree. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established. So you do have power. If you say you don't have power, then you're making God a liar because he said, I made you in my image and in my likeness. You are like me. And what I do, you can do. I've given you the power to do. So anything contrary to that. The enemy is not about letting you have a sound mind. He's about controlling the mind so you can do what he wants. He's about instilling fear. It's not all about all this love, the agape kind of love and the phileo kind of love. We're not talking about the erotic here. He doesn't want you to be at peace with your brother and your sister. His is discord. God is not the author of confusion. Who is? So he releases the spirit. But notice what 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, so fear is not something, it is someone. The spirit, not a spirit, the spirit of fear. So the spirit of fear is an emissary for the devil, that spirit of fear. And he comes and he looks for a place, for a vessel, to inhabit and to control and to deploy and to utilize. If God looks for the vessel, a yielded vessel, an available vessel, a willing vessel, and so does Satan. How about Satan has built his kingdom just the way God has built his? The only thing is, his is perversion. Upside down, everything that God's kingdom is about, he wants to pervert. 
but the order and the structure is the same. God wants a vessel to use for the kingdom, so does Satan. God will give you a sound mind, love, and power. Satan is like, I'll bring chaos to your mind. I'll take away your power and make you feel helpless so you listen to me. Now you are under my influence. So it is important. Who controls your mind? Let us go to 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 to 5. Verses 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So you're a spiritual being. And even though you inhabit this flesh suit, this flesh suit here, and you live in this world, you are not of this world. And you do not war after the flesh. Because the flesh can do nothing for your spiritual being. Your spiritual being. Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of what? That's that word again. Of what? Strongholds. What are strongholds? What are strongholds? Those are negative attitudes, negative thoughts, negative thought patterns, a particular way of thinking, imaginations. How about the enemy can project Let's say you come out of your house and you're driving, and then suddenly you get flashes of you being involved in an action, in an accident. It could be one of two things. Either the enemy is projecting, and he can project through visions, through your dreams, same way God can talk to you. Either the enemy is projecting what he has intended to happen to you, or it is the Spirit of God showing you and giving you advanced knowledge of what the enemy has planned. But as to whether it takes place or not depends on what you do. The first thing you do is to issue a counter. Because if God is showing you what the enemy intends to do, whatever he reveals to you, he wants you to do what? Pray about it. Take authority over it. And if it's the devil, he's suggesting to you, man. He's projecting to you. And if you don't counter and you accept, then enters the spirit of fear. Because right away you're like, I'm going to be involved in I just saw myself in an accident. Oh, no, I'm going home. I won't go anywhere else. I'm going to stay at home. Fear. That agent, again, can take over. But if you maintain a sound mind, based on the word, because he said he has not given you a spirit of what? So the moment something happens, that's why it's important not to react, but to respond. When you react, it's on the spur of the moment. It's based on fear. But when you respond, you've taken the time to think. 
You've recollected. You've aligned yourself. You've comported yourself. So it's important not to react, but to respond. Because when you take the time to respond, the Spirit of God will recall to your memory. That's not what God said you, you are. That's not who he says you are. That's not how he says he has made you. He says, I've given you the power. I've given you a sound mind. I've given you love. And you can say, ah, Satan, you're just trying to say, but you know what? I counter what you're projecting. I arrest it in the name of Jesus. I command it to backfire. I block it. I overturn it. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. But you are able to counter based on the word of God when you know the word of God. When you know what you're entitled to, nobody can cheat you. The devil is banking, hoping that you don't know. He's banking on that, that you have not studied, and so you're not sure. And he knows he just needs to suggest something and allow the spirit of fear. Leave an opening for the spirit of fear, and you will self-sabotage. You yourself will hang yourself. That's why people are committing suicide. Turn on the news. People are jumping off buildings. It's not just corona killing people. In fact, corona is not doing a whole lot of killing. Comparatively. The fear, based on who is controlling people's minds, the fear from what they hear on the news all the time, that's why it's important to listen. Instead of, hey, they said Corona has killed 10,000. Hey, the numbers have gone up 1,200 in one day. Hey. But what did God tell you? A thousand will fall what? At your side. 10,000 will fall at your what? Right hand. But as for you, it shall not come now your what? But if you've studied the word, the Spirit of God will bring that up to you. And you meditate day and night, is what the scripture says on the word of God. Meditation, the original meaning of meditation is not sitting quietly. It is you speaking the word of God, repeating the word of God. You speak it, it gets into your ears, your ear gate, and gets into your spirit. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? So if it's in there, it'll come out. But if there's nothing in there, then there's room for the devil to do what? Plant fear, doubt. But God, if you're really with me, why is this happening to me? Why, why did I lose my job? Listen, he didn't say you wouldn't have problems. He says, if you trust me, the problems will come. But if you trust me, I'll take you through this. Because everything that has a beginning has an end. This too shall pass. So when your problems come, instead of whining and, 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 and being afraid, meditate day and night on the word of God. Amen? That is your key right there. Verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing, that is where you take authority. This is where you take your place. Casting down imaginations. Those things that they project. Oh, I'm going to fail this exam. Yeah, this one is hard. I don't like economics. Oh, I don't like math. It's too hard. Listen, you can do all things or you can do some things. 
You can do English, but you, can, you, won't, fail, you, won't, you won't pass in math. Is that what God says? Or, or you can do chemistry, but you will fail what? Algebra. Is that what God says? He says you can do what? All things. All things. But you are only able to stand on that way when you have what? Faith. And how are you going to get faith? By hearing the word of God. By hearing and hearing and hearing. And when you have heard it and it takes root, what does it do? Yields a certain re result for you. Your faith is key in what you're hearing and who you are allowing to speak into your mind, into your, into your life. Because ultimately, they control your life. Amen? That's why it's important to know the word of God. Because when the challenges come, you may not have time to call pastor. Or you may not even have time to go and pick up the Bible. If you've hidden it in your heart, you must be able to start speaking it to encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen? Time is fast spent. Let me quickly just give you a couple more scriptures what I th because I think it's very important. Ephesians 4 and 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let's go to 24. Let's go to 24. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Renewing your mind. Renewing your mind is key. Because if your mind is not renewed, you cannot be transformed. That is when you are still you're saved. You're giving your life to Christ. You're blowing tongues. And then when you finish, you go right out and have a, a glass of whiskey. And you have a cigarette. And then you call Manzan or Kofi and, hey, can we have fun? Why? You're saved. But you have not renewed your mind. And so, you are not transformed. You're still doing the things that the old man used to do. So it is important that you renew your mind so that the transformation takes place. So that you can conform to the word of God. You can conform to the image that God says. What God has prescribed about you. Otherwise you will always fall short. And that's all the enemy is looking for. An opening to accuse you because he's the accuser of the brethren. I'm going to end here because our time is far spent. But we will continue this next week. We will continue this and finish it off before we begin the new word for next week. But until then, I want to encourage you. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, if you conform, if you yield, if you transform your mind, if you renew your mind daily, he will do what? He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he what? Because he what? I don't feel you because he what? 
You're not trusting very much because of Corona, eh? Corona has you shaky. But he will keep you in spite of all the chaos going around. If you trust God, why should you trust him? Because he's the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. He's the one who knows your life from the beginning to the end. He knows the end of your life from the beginning. He's standing at the beginning. He said, from the foundation of the earth, before you were a clot of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you. I called you by name. I sanctified you. I set you apart. Do you think there's anything in your life that he doesn't know about? He's saying, if you trust me, I will keep you in perfect peace regardless of what is going on. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. He will give you the strength to run the race, to finish the race, that you will be able to fulfill destiny, that you will complete your assignment. If you keep your mind stayed on him, I hope you've been blessed today. It is about guarding your mind. Even as we spoke last week about watching what you hear. Now, be careful what gets into your mind. Who's controlling your mind? What's on your mind? Because the mind is the gateway into your spirit and your soul. Whoever controls your mind controls your life. And if the person is not God, and nobody else should be controlling your life anyway except the Spirit of God. He is the one you're supposed to be yielded to so he can direct you, order your footsteps. Anybody else is an error. Amen? I hope you've been blessed. Having heard this word, is there anybody here? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And what you hear changes your perception, your perspective your thought patterns. It can establish strongholds or it can shatter strongholds. The stronghold is that, oh, they're doing this altar call again. I'm not ready today. Today I'm not, my shoes, I'm not checking. My, you know, I have to get my swag on. I'll come next week. No man knows. Tomorrow is not promised to you. All you have is now. And the day that you hear my word, harden not your heart. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in the pardon of your sins, I invite you to come at this time. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you for tuning in to today's message. We hope that you have been filled with a fire that fuels your week and a word that erases your doubts and improves your Christian walk with God. We love you so much and we are always here to support. So if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so by following us on Instagram and on Facebook with the handle at Action Young Adults. We would be very excited to have you join our amazing family. Until next time, we are Aya. We love to have you and it's always a new day with us. God bless you.